0: what's up what's up what's up everybody we are live we are live if you want to see us live and you want to hear both sides of this conversation join us solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 wow. for anybody who i mean we're going to get our regulars in here Happy um, that's not funny yo because somebody a friend of mine just lost their pet and the, the people really take their pets seriously and i don't, don't say that it's rude Anyways,
1: uh, yeah, those yeah, that's fighting words. Anything about
0: <laughs> losing a pet? Anything? <laughs> yeah, no, they just said something about some Anyway, I'm not gonna repeat it. Anyway, so listen. Before we came on the show, we were talking. Hey, if you're in here, say hello because sometimes our counter doesn't work. Yeah, uh, well, we then I'm sorry for we, you. We can't see who you are um, if you don't, and so we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We can only see like numbers, so we can't you tell who's
1: hi. You don't have to like. I mean, you know. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. shy. Um,
0: Well, I'm sorry for your loss. If that is a truthful statement, I apologize for, for lashing out.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry for your loss as well. Um, So check it out. We were talking about what? We were talking about May the 4th and we um, have a little event that we're going to go to that we're working. This has more planning because I don't have a dog sitter. (laughs) i don't either (laughs) so um we'll get there uh
0: oh shit because you're because oh shit
1: yeah i have lots of things to do for
0: the the month yeah um
1: well hello. We got we got Kelly and Mrs. Green and Mrs. Green is
0: uh, one of my TikTok followers. I appreciate you being here. Hi. Um super, super, super supportive my entire TikTok career. Appreciate you. That's
1: where the magic happens, even though they don't let it happen.
0: So, <laughs> a, hole, a hole in here. That's why I'm having such a hard time. That's better. So, okay, so we're going to this. May the 4th. It's a silent disco. Have y'all, has anyone ever been to a silent disco? Do you I've know never one? been to a silent disco.
1: So I've never been to one either. Um, but it's all, they do yoga classes and stuff like this where you're wearing headphones. And so you can hear the music and what's going on. And you right. do your thing, you dance. And so I'm they- stoked for this. And so the theme is, it's gonna it's May the 4th, so if you're, if Star Wars, uh, any kind of person, you're aware of May the 4th, and um, I mean, it's honestly making, I mean, fun of people with lisps, but that aside, because I used to have a lisp where I couldn't say my S's and would say
0: TH, so. <laughs> wait, wait, wait what's making fun of people with a lisp i didn't what may the first be with you but it's the fourth be with you oh no i don't think it's making fun of a lisp i think it's just it's just it's may the fourth so it sounds like may the force
1: i know which again i had a lisp and could not say s's and said th instead so if i had not been blessed with speech therapy
0: she would still say it that way y'all i would be saying cannabis cloth it and we would still love you for that. <laughs> Although I might, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that we'd be doing a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, then. So, but not sensitive about it. I'm just saying there might be people out there that are sensitive to uh, May the Fourth. Um, so, aside from that, um, <laughs> so, okay, we're, we're, we're celebrating. Party because we're 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 dorks like that. We are. Um and uh I'm
0: we were discussing costume choices, what are what are we going to do? Um I want to I want to make it I want to keep it simple.
1: One of my girlfriends from a uh, design school, she does she has a few cosplay um costumes. I'm going to message her and uh see if she'll hook us up, loan me yeah, uh any I of her- need- any of her
0: listen the reason I'm keeping it simple is because I have I don't know listen I don't know what it is but it's it's very rare that I dress up in something that I can't wear again or that doesn't look amazing
1: you <laughs> could pull from your whole closet a Han Solo outfit I bet we could the only thing you're Girl, gonna I
0: don't have brown pants or a brown vest because I don't wear brown. <laughs> I'm complicated, y'all. I think this stuff is black and Anywho. Is it black? Does he wear black pants? I feel like he wore brown pants, but he might have wore black pants. So I could probably, but were they like, anyways, let's look it up. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you uh, again. Who do you
0: what? Who do you want to be if we uh, so when, when we do this? Not if we're doing I'm, it. I, I am a droid person. I,
1: I believe that droids are the true heroes of the whole fucking all the all the movies, and so um,
0: <laughs> I do have my R two D two hoodie. Okay, <laughs> no, you're right. He wore black, and the shirt was kind of tan, and it was like a Henley right? It was kind of, it wasn't really probably tan. It probably started off white. (laughs) It started off white. It is a Henley. (coughs) I can definitely get drop holsters from people I know. Not a problem. I would probably be able to get a fake. I mean, obviously a fake gun. Taser. Look, I'm going to be Han Solo, but he's going to have red hair and he's going to be a woman. I'm going to be Han Sola. <laughs> oh,
1: <girl. laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to be Han Sola. <laughs> I mean, they do have their the Asian representation in one of the films. Yeah, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to just
0: uh, see what oh, I can God.
1: do. I'll figure something out.
0: Oh, so, oh um, either that, or I could do, um, also the new, one of the new characters. So, um, what is her name? Ray, Raya, Raya, Ray, Ray. Yeah. I could do her. Maybe I, that's I was like. I think Erica has,
1: so she did a Ray costume.
0: Yeah. I could do that one. So so we're doing this. Um, I'm going to reach out to the people throwing it to see if uh, there's vendor space available for us. Um, And uh, if so, we're going to probably do it through vendor, a vendor purchase, as opposed to um, individual joining the party otherwise. So if there's still vendor space available, we're going to try to get in on that. And uh, otherwise, we're going to be there regardless. So... It's going to be a good time. It's going to be at the Marijuana Mansion on May, May the 4th uh, in Denver. If you're in Denver, I definitely highly recommend it. And if you would like information on the tickets, just um, shoot me a message and I'll make sure you get that because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't doubt it. And there's like uh, the Marijuana Mansion's pretty cool. Oh, we should try to get our photographer to go with us. We should, yes. Um. <laughs> I will text her too and see if she can't be free for a, for whatever. Is that a weekend? I don't even know. I didn't even look at the dates. <laughs> um, I want to say it's a Wednesday. Oh, you know what? You did say it was a Wednesday because it's going to be on a work Wednesday. So we might just, we if we get, a, especially if we get a vendor table, y'all can expect the show to be running from there. Um we don't do um followers and primes and views we don't do that we we can gain those on our own but thank you for the offer we appreciate you tobias um my nose so
1: i have a running nose sorry guys i'm like trying not
0: to sniff better it. catch it ha ha ha, ha. So stupid. oh my goodness what is wrong with me yo oh
1: Nothing is wrong with you. Um, It it is Monday,
0: April 4th. April 4th. So a month from today is actually when that is. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm going to buy our tickets. I'm going to find out if he has vendor space available. And if he does, we're going to get a vendor spot. And if not, I'm going to buy tickets uh, for us this week to go that way, if we have the tickets or the vendor space that has been booked, then we have haven't any choices. <laughs> we're gonna be where we're gonna be. Um. So yeah. Uh. But I think he. Yeah. It did say limited space. But um. We're gonna. We're gonna be there. We're gonna do it. Um. Yeah, those tickets will be bought this week. T- to that. Tonight. Tomorrow. Whatever. You know. I'll get them. Um. So we are. We do have a guest today. Luan Stribling, Uh, she was going to be on our uh, Women's Wednesday show. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it, but I'm extremely excited to have her on today um, to talk about like kind of how she got into cannabis, what she's working on now. And then she's also in Maryland and she's an activist in Maryland. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Maryland today too. Um, And then we're also going to touch, somebody asked in our last show and we got so caught up in everything else that we were talking about that we didn't go back to that question, but um the question was asked how we or what we thought was gonna happen with the legalization uh bill going through in the house and we didn't really answer that question because we were um just we got caught up in the subject matter of the show and then honestly we forgot <laughs> actually we were we hit the we're end gonna... button it yeah yeah
1: we hit the end the button post uh show um we were like oh oops Sorry.
0: About yeah. That. Right after I hit the end button, she was like, damn, we forgot to answer that question. And I was like, well, we got Monday. So
1: yeah, we got Monday and uh, you know, more people have uh, you know, commented on it and seen it. And so we'll hopefully uh, we'll talk more yeah. about that too. Um, yeah. Do we want to jump in? Looks like we want to jump in and do our uh, black history, women's history. Uh, yes. I found a really cool uh, little article here of, uh, some more unknown um, women in
0: history, black women in history. Just so y'all know, we're going to let men back on our show this month. <laughs> Eventually.
1: And so this was uh, from ideas.ted.com um, back on February 25th. So um, five women who made history and why we should know their stories. um let me just jump in. Isabel de Oliveira, she, uh, in the late 1500s, was born to um, an African father and an Indian mother. And in the 1600s, she was unmarried and free, and she sought permission and protection uh, from the mayor of uh, I'm not. I can't, I can't say it, Queratero, to join an upcoming expedition to New Spain, which is now New Mexico, Arizona, and Florida. And okay. though they don't say why she asked for, or you know, what she was doing, but she wanted to basically travel. So she traversed, um, you know, she went on these uh, expeditions with men and she petitioned to have written permission saying that she was a free black woman and that she could, uh, you know, she wanted justice and she wanted to be able to travel without mm-hmm. issue and they granted it to her. Um, she was uh eventually permitted to go on these expeditions. She uh covered fourteen hundred miles crossing multiple rivers, deserts, and mountain ranges um so uh, on her
0: own or oh no, she was on an expedition, so sorry I'm, yeah i'm listening i swear with yeah with Whiteman, though yeah yes. like and so uh
1: a very um and uh so that was her. She she uh, always she fought for that freedom, and so she's one of the first women uh, we can
0: identify of doing,
1: you know, fighting for justice and to be treated like a human being.
0: Yay! And they did it. That's crazy. It's crazy to me how people can um, look at one person that they spend time with. Or I mean, it's not crazy. Obviously, you get to know this person on a deeper level, but then what makes them so different from like other people that may be like them that you don't, that you don't know, like, you don't
1: know. That they wanted to, you know, this is their impression of them and this is what they're, you know, and that's, that's where, again, this was back in the 1600s. And so to, you know, it's not, again, the challenges and that it still continues in 2022 is. They do appalling. And so um, uh, next up is uh, another name to know, Monimia, Monimia McCoy. She was the mother of um, conjoined twins Millie and Christine in the 1800s. Oh, wow. And so the, she had several children. Uh, they, she was enslaved, uh, she and her husband, and um, she fought to get these two girls back. And uh, with her owner and the girl's owner, they because you know, they were sold across seas.
0: Wait, um, they were sold like that?
1: Yep. So they were sold, uh, you know, as conjoined twins because of being a you know,
0: they were, like a like a like a like a uh, like a uh, uh, circus act kind of situation, probably. Probably, yep. Uh, all all those things. Um, so
1: they they were sold. They were kidnapped. Um, wow. They endured horrific and invasive medical exams, of course forced to perform in sideshows. And so despite uh, her circumstances, uh, Monimia fought endlessly for her children. And so when her children were stolen and sold and sent to Europe to perform, um, this is in quotes, in a staggering act of black motherhood, Monimia traveled there along with the girl's owner and a detective. Um, They bought tickets to where the girls uh, were scheduled to perform. And, um, and and basically, were reunited with her children,
0: and she stole them back. She got them back.
1: Yeah, she did. And so, um again, say her name. She, uh, yo, know, I just as a strong woman who said, "No, I'm not going to stand for this, and I want my children."
0: Yeah, yeah, I want my children. And and luckily, she had some level of allyship, right? For yeah. From her, from her owners. Otherwise, that would have been a, a loss. That would have been lost.
1: Right. And who knows what the story, you know, continuing story behind that? So I'm sure there's right more in depth. But it does show records show that the twins were eventually able to purchase the property where they were born. They um, provided housing for their parents and their siblings, and um, they lived to the age of 61, uh, dying in
0: 1912. Wow, that's. Impress- so wait, wait, wait. Were they? I'm assuming they were. Did you say this? Did they remain conjoined?
1: Yeah, they. It doesn't say anything about them being separated. So, um, and I'm assuming back then it was not even heard of to separate. It was.
0: Yeah, like I imagine. I mean, we couldn't even. We couldn't even perform a C-section without killing women. I I don't imagine. And
1: there's a view. There's a photo of them. Uh, in this article, so y'all should check it out. We'll um, post the link in our in our, in our Facebook page. Um, say
0: that a lot. We need an intern who wants to play, play in our Facebook. <laughs> to do it. Post our links. Um, <laughs> like serious, a serious person, a ser- Like literally, I'm gonna just say this out loud. Uh, we need an intern who is serious about wanting to grow with us because we are serious about wanting to create an environment where we're making money doing this and being able to travel doing this. And we want to take a team of dedicated people with us, but people have to be there to want to do it because unfortunately right now we aren't making any money. So you just got to be here cause you want to be here. Like we're here every Monday and Wednesday cause we want to be here. And this is, this is what we want to do, you know? And it's discouraging sometimes not making no fucking money doing this. It's like hard to, um, gather the fucking will to, to turn the fucking camera on, on a Monday or a Wednesday sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it was a rough fucking weekend for me. I, I said, I saw this thing. I said, I'm never referring to this as anything, uh, other than this again, but it was like old, uh, slang. It was like old, like 1800s. <laughs> slang you know and it was like I got a case of the morbs like feeling melancholy and I was like (laughs) I'm never referring to it as anything other than that again so on Saturday I had a case of the morbs and I stayed in bed all fucking day like literally I got up to feed my dogs and sometimes I went to the bathroom that's it Everything I needed was right beside my bed. So I stayed in bed and rolled blunts. I stayed in bed and drank water. I stayed in bed and watched TV on my iPad. I snuggled with my dogs and I fell asleep to numerous shows that I was watching and I just felt some sort of way. I just like fucking needed to do that.
1: You have to do it. I mean, that was me on Friday. I, you know, I mean, granted I stayed up and that's what was causing the need for sleep. But, um, but still just, just to be
0: able to say I I'm- had not. <laughs> so um <laughs> i was in bed before 10 o'clock on friday i was done with friday and also with sa- i even considered going out saturday night because i was like fuck it i slept all day i can go out tonight and i was like 10 o'clock done i was out i was <laughs> forget no. it i'm not doing anything else
1: yeah no. um two more two more women I want to bring to light um uh francis thompson 1840 to 1876, she was a transgender advocate, um, born into slavery in Alabama and assigned male at birth. By the age of 26, Frances Thompson was freed and living according to her own gender identity in a booming black community in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, She kept her face clean shaven, wore brightly colored dresses and uh, took in washing for pay. Um, during the deadly Memphis riot of 1866, Thompson and her roommate, uh, another black woman, were brutally robbed and gang raped by several white men. Sorry, trigger warning, guys, gals, um, which also included police officers. Um uh, Thompson and the other assaulted woman boldly testified at a committee hearing held by the U.S. Congress. Um, she stated that her she and her roommate did not consent. Her testimony became infamous throughout the South and led to 10 years of persecution for her gender identity, harassment and accusations, including claims that she ran a brothel. So instead, instead, she was jailed in 1876 for cross-dressing and died later that year.
0: But so, so instead of her getting justice. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but she, uh, even though she was behind bars, uh, she never lost her fight answering rude questions about her gender by responding, none of your damn business.
0: And I'm sure she was behind bars in a male prison. Uh, yes. Yes, of uh, course. Um, cause if you can't, I mean, if you're not allowed to live your identity outside of jail, you certainly can't live it inside of jail. Right.
1: It's, I, I guess, uh, you know, um, it's, a, it's a current discussion
0: no as well it is a current discussion
1: they just wanted you know bring the light again she uh you she stood up despite uh you know knowing that this was going to happen to her she uh, testified on record they didn't consent um it's a it's just a huge testimony for a
0: white man against uh, a black woman or a black man it doesn't matter uh it doesn't matter the gender is gonna most likely. Anyways,
1: um, so she uh, she just does uh, set the example of women to uh, reclaim their bodies, uh, to actualize citizen, citizenship, to protect black womanhood. Um, uh,
0: that that is bravery at its at its utmost. That is bravery at its utmost. Honestly, even right now in 2022, uh, trans women are brutalized at an an alarming rate and nothing is done about it. Trans people in general, but trans women especially are just brutalized at this alarming rate. But, but, because for the record, I I'm not I mean not all men are built the same, right? But some of these trans men out here will whoop your ass. Whoop your whole ass. Whoop all of your whole ass. So So, you know, and also there's a social acceptability about it, not about a gender change necessarily. That's not socially necessarily acceptable throughout our full society. It's ridiculous. Let people do what the fuck they want. But um, but there's there's a social acceptability about a woman who or a girl who does boy things, wears jeans instead of skirts, climbs trees instead of playing with Barbies. We're called tomboys throughout our whole life, you know, and there's some kind of acceptability about it. But when you put a boy, a young man in a similar position where he likes things like this goes for gay men as well, but he likes things that are normally attributed to girls or women. Um, he is more feminine than some of his other male counterparts. That is an ass whooping waiting to happen for a lot of people, and I and and it and it's unfortunate. And so, um, so I think that attributes to the the alarming statistic of of how trans women uh, are treated, um, just at at you know. I mean, they all, the, all anybody in the, um, first of all, anybody in, in, uh, in the LBGTQ community, um, you show your bravery every day by living your lives and we support you. Um, we four, are four, your four. allies. I'm sorry. Four, 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 four. <laughs> and we are your allies and we are a safe space if you need one. Um, but yeah, yeah just man. So that, that's, that's, that's crazy that what year was this, that this happened? the 1800s um Oof. 18
1: uh, 40 to 1876 Listen, y'all
0: look at how it is now and ima- imagine ugh oh, being black and trans whew, bravery that's yep. bravery and still stood up
1: uh you know uh for for herself and for another woman to say i did not I did not consent um And then uh, the last um, uh, uh, is an artist. Her name is Augusta Savage, and she lived from 1892 to 1962. And she basically, uh, just to kind of paraphrase, she um, was raised by a Methodist minister, conservative father in Florida and was like fuck this, and went on to uh, you know lose her first husband, get married to a second who was an, a, a local potter, and then uh, left that husband to uh, go to New York in 1921. Reinvented herself, shaving ten years off her age, referring to her then 14 year old daughter as her sister, and contributing her talents to the creation of a new black cultural identity during the Harlem okay. Renaissance.
0: She's like. I'm going to create my, yeah, and I'm going to do it
1: myself. Yes.
0: Um. So, Barry so uh, might frown on that, but I'm I'm not frowning. What does she do with that? What does she do with that? when she change that? That's that's the depending factor on whether or not I'm frowning on the fact that <laughs> you're calling your daughter your sister.
1: That's, so she went. Uh, she went on. She had an artistic career uh, marked by highs and lows. This is written by a Dr. Barry and Gross is the book, I guess. So check this out. Um, uh, battled poverty and racism, uh, which limited her, you know, her opportunities. Um. She wrote poetry. Poetry hosted black literary, literary luminaries such as Dorothy West, Claude McKay, Langston Hughes, and Zora Neale Hurston in her overcrowded apartment while sculpting busts of people in her community as well as leaders like Marcus Garvey. Um, her greatest professional uh, compliment accomplishments included uh, traveling to Paris uh, to study, being the first Black artist elected to the National Association of Women Painters and Sculptors, and I uh, received a commission to create for the 1939 New York World's Fair. Um, she created a 16-foot-high creation entitled Lift Every Voice, which is, uh, was the inspiration for what became known as the Black National Anthem of the same name.
0: <clears throat> oh, yes. Ah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so again,
1: her name is, uh, Augusta Savage and, um,
0: yeah. That's beautiful. Um,
1: Oh, and there's Barbara Jordan. Uh, the oh, you
0: did have five. I was like, I think that was, did I,
1: I, I guess I miscounted. So Barbara Jordan, politician, 1936 to 1996, uh, her brief history, um, born in 1936 to a Baptist preacher and teacher. Um, uh, So she is, she became an attorney and, um, she was elected to the Texas State Senate in 1966. I want to say I read she was the first Black woman. Yes, she was the first Black woman elected to the State Senate. And the last time a Black person had been elected to the office was nearly a century earlier in 1883. Um, during her time, she helped pass the state's first minimum wage law and was instrumental in creating its Fair Employment Commission. Uh, in 1972, she was elected to U.S. House of Representatives And um, her slogan was unbought and unbossed. And she called for a bloodless revolution in 1972 Democratic National Convention.
0: You know, that 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 unbought and unbossed has been used since then, too, um, for uh, for uh, progressives that are candidates in this in in uh, these elections. So progressives. Uh, usually uh, tend towards not taking any corporate PAC money and things like that. Those are the type of candidates. I don't care, Republican, Dem- Democrat, whatever you want. I mean, look at what one party is doing over the other in our community in particular. And that's what we advocate for here. So we have an opinion on that, obviously. But um, but but like, uh, you know, Uh, progressive type candidates or, or any candidates that's unwilling to take corporate PAC money is for the people. Uh, And, and, and those are the people that we need to maybe pay more attention to instead of these um, corporatists who have their money lined pockets and do absolutely. I mean, we've seen them, we've seen them do zero for the people, but anyways, I'm not going to get on like a political, like high horse or anything like that. I just, I'm just saying just in general, Um, unbought and unbossed. That's what that means. They're not bought by anybody. That means that they can do what they need to do for the people, as opposed to having to answer to a corporation that just made sure that they won the election through money.
1: Yep. Um, That's what they, so a little quote here. So Barbara Jordan's congressional congressional career pushes back against the assumption that black political action is a monolithic and exists solely in resistance to white supremacy. Not all black politicians are radical or even progressive, according to Dr. Berries and Gross, mm-hmm. who point out that today not all people of color identify with the squad in Congress. So um, uh, so again, this was um, a TED, I guess this was a TED talk, part of a TED talk too, so, uh, or TED ed lesson. So yeah um, ideas.ted.com is where this was from. Um, and again, it was called these five black women made history and here's why you should know their stories, um, by
0: Krishna man. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's so, um, interesting and amazing. Um, and also, it it made a, it makes a good point. I mean, people just make stereotypical assumptions about people because, because they're Black, because they're not white men, because, you know, whatever. Um, stop it. Just really what we encourage you to do is listen to, when it comes to politics anyway, we encourage you, first of all, to vo- always vote. Vote at the lowest level. Low-level elections matter more than national elections ever will. Um, So that's number one. Make sure you vote, but make sure you're educated about who you're voting for. What is their platform? Who is paying them? Do they take corporate PAC money? That matters. I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican and alien from outer. I don't care. But what are you going to do for the people on this planet right now in this country? What are you going to do for us? That's what I want to know. And then we have to hold them accountable because we do have uh, who is it? Uh, Kristen Gillibrand, I want to say. Is that is that who it is? I, I don't know. I get all their names mixed up. Please uh, forgive me if I fuck that up. But one of the people in Congress who said that she was a progressive, said that she was against a bunch of all of these different progress, like she was for all of these different progressive positions um, and then turns out to like vote against them and is lining her um, pockets with corporate PAC money that she swore she'd never fucking take. So, you know what I'm saying? We have to hold them accountable after we get, the, after they get the job, they have to do the job the way that they set If you don't do your job, the way that you're supposed to do your job, you get fired.
1: Right. You to leave your fucking job. No, some people don't. Right. I think some people don't. And then some, some people are just crazy, sitting up there right? for 65 that-
0: fucking years. Yeah. Like I don't
1: anyway um that that kind of leads into what are you mad about today
0: uh, listen accountability is what i'm mad about today
1: god damn it win grammys
0: after uh okay let's just start let me just start with the slap hurt across the fucking world okay everybody knows the whole will smith fucking chris rock shit right and so Well, I don't, you don't have to agree with, with what's happening in it. And I'm not going to, I don't, you know, slapping him was not right. Defending his wife was right. It's just, you know, if you get, it's it's weird. Okay. Like everybody was wrong and everybody was kind of right at the same time, in my opinion, but anyways, moving forward, he has resigned from the Academy. He is no longer going to, and he may have to give up the award that he just won too, which is his first one. He's never won one before. So there are consequences to the actions, and and he's paying them. This this black man, Will Smith, a successful black man with lots of money and lots of fans who side with him or don't, you know, are disappointed but haven't given up on whatever the fucking position you take, right? He is being held accountable for his actions. Okay, so um, oh my god, your backdrop, I we can't hear you, but your backdrop is amazing. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, If you would like to chat with us, you can do that in the private chat. Our guest has arrived in the green room. um, But we're just we're finishing up a little bit of our our banter stuff. So here's the thing. Last night, and I don't watch these fucking things. I do not fucking care about the Academy Awards. I do not give a shit about the Grammy. I just don't watch them. It's just You know what I'm saying? I care about the Cannabis Cup. That's the awards I care about. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all have our own genres. (laughs) The only thing
1: I know about the Grammys is that they're made down in Uray. That's the home of the Grammys. I mean, I didn't
0: even fucking know that. So (laughs) that's the home
1: of the Grammys. There's a sign. Right. I want
0: to say something before. (laughs) Before we get into why I'm mad, I just realized that I've said fuck like a million times. (laughs) And we did, we just jumped right into the show. So first of all, welcome everybody to the Cannabis Closet Podcast. I am Canna Queen. This is MJ. We are 30 minutes into our banter before I realized we hadn't introduced ourselves. And also, I just want to say before we go any further, um, (laughs) it's obviously about that time. (laughs) You are going to get highly educated on this show today. Um, the Canvas Closet Podcast with Can Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations, obviously on subject, language, or actions. <laughs> Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries. If you aren't sure, just ask. And uh, probably our face is going to give it away. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't already lit up, which I'm sure you have because it's been like 30 minutes, um, go ahead and light it up. Pack them up, roll them up, light them up. Thanks for joining us on this sesh. That's your trigger warning. I'ma say fuck a lot, and we're gonna have some real raunchy, sometimes real crinkly conversations. I don't know how to. Yeah, how to uh, but it.
1: yeah, we uh, you know, bring the awkward sometimes. Well, you know, it's it. it but we welcome discussion. We Thanks. just ask that uh, be kind, uh, respect each other, and um, again, know that uh, sometimes we will be talking about subjects. Um, that are sensitive, uh, you know, like we can't walk through this world, um, you know, sheltered. And so we have to be prepared. And so that is your preparation friends.
0: Um, now let me tell you why I'm mad today. (laughs) I, this, I, this, I kind of do care about because I mean, I care. I like, first of all, (laughs) okay. So if you are not aware an, a, a comedian named Louis C.K. won a Grammy last night. I'm going to let that sit for a minute for those of you who do know who Louis C.K. is. Um, so Louis C.K. is a comedian. He's kind of sometimes full of raunch. After the Chris Rock slap thing, there's a video that emerged of him s- repeatedly saying the N-word, sitting with Chris Rock sitting with uh Ricky Gervais and sitting with Jerry Seinfeld who was the only person that seemed to have an issue with him saying that over and over again it made me feel uncomfortable. I couldn't even watch the whole video because I was like that's not for and and Jerry Seinfeld said it. he was like that's you you can't like what are you doing like he's like he is nobody else gonna say anything <laughs> he was so he was still so, like not sure what to do and um so anyways, so Louis C.K. is um, sometimes funny and sometimes just plain out raunchy and sometimes just disgusting. Um, and he, uh, about five years ago, uh, you know, when, when a lot of these accusations started coming to light, he was accused of sexual assault. He was accused of um, exposing himself to women and also pleasuring himself To the point of climax in front of women. And his excuse and his explanation was that, um, well, he would ask first and they wouldn't say no. So he wasn't doing anything wrong. That's what he thought. But now he realizes that he was in a position of power. And so they didn't really have a choice to say no and that he realizes it was wrong. Yo, bro. Yo, listen, if you're listening to my voice right now and you think for a second that a woman who is, you know, some, some people got kinks and shit, and I'm not kink shaming at all, at all. Okay. But if you are not in explicitly, a romantic relationship that is not consensual relationship. Yeah. Consensual romantic. Y- y- no, no woman. Okay. We don't no, want it. Listen, have y'all looked at, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be a body shamer here, but nobody wants to see Louis CK jack off. I don't care if you are in a, in a romantic relationship with him. I don't care. You don't. Nobody. See, no, nobody does. Yeah. I don't care, but if you're in R- a romantic R- relationship <laughs> with somebody like Louis C.K., there's a high likelihood that you don't want to see them jack off. You're probably there because they're funny and, and you know, no, no hate, no shame it was whatever. We all got our talents and shit. Um, um, listen, I got ugly feet, which makes it, um, you know, a fair playing field for the rest of y'all. That's that's my that's my Achilles heel. Um, what I'm saying is women you work with. Do not want to see you jack off. No,
1: um, what? It, and 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 so he won a Grammy. Uh, he won a Grammy for a comedy
0: special that he put out. Apparently, he's not canceled. Um, he put out a comedy special uh, this year. I didn't watch it. I would never watch it. Okay, um, but uh, from what I read when I was reading this, it does make light of why he was canceled. So white man gets canceled, spends five years under the radar, makes some half assed apology, puts out a comedy special making light of this. I'm assuming I'm never going to watch that special, y'all. I'm never going to contribute to that. And um, if somebody watches it, you could tell me if if that's actually the case. And then and then and then wins and wins an award. Congratulations over. I don't know who all the candidates were in this award uh, in this particular award, but I know one of them. I know one of them was Chelsea Handler. I know one of them was Chelsea Handler. She's funny. She, that's Who's she's fucking funny. hilarious. <coughs> who talks about. Who can talk about sex without sounding like gross and creepy Mm -hmm. and, and, and ew. Right. Um, Yes. Does she ski with her tits out? Yes. But I mean, we should be able to have our tits out. If a man can have his tits out, then we should be able to
1: Colorado. Is the Colorado a topless (laughs) state? Are we, aren't we? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. And I, and I paddleboard occasionally topless. So what I'm saying is she's not skiing with her vag out, Twiddling herself in front of strangers or co-workers. She like what it's too
1: cold is too cool. And she's funnier. Happening.
0: And she's funnier than him. Like she's yeah. funnier across the board. Like every single yeah. she does not miss the mark. And not you know what I'm all. saying? Has she made some comedy mistakes? All comedians do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, Sometimes I'ma call myself a comedian in this instance. Sometimes we joke about shit that we're not supposed to joke about, and that is called trauma. Okay, listen. But like, she's never done anything so severe to my knowledge. I mean, you could count me wrong on that. Show me the article, whatever. I will listen. I will read it. I will educate myself. But to my knowledge, she's never, I mean, come on, come on. You jacking off in front of people, you twiddling in front of people.
1: I think that that's a, you know, like nothing, uh, you know, people don't bring that up. That was, oh, so long ago. Yeah, that's five years ago. Um,
0: five years, five she, years ago. I, I know. Just, I'm
1: just, you know, it, that's uh, again. That's
0: five seconds in his life. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not.
1: Yeah. He is clever. She's clever. She's Clevering. very
0: clever. I love her. I feel very. Um. So sometimes she makes jokes that I that I. Think you know, like I'm like, oh no, that's totally me. That's like, so I I admire her comedy. Um, I feel like I have a, a you know when I do actually do comedy and get the bravery to do it, I I feel like I have like a similar comedy style. And I honestly wish I had been brave enough to do something like that when I was in when I was young and in my twenties, like she did. Because then where would I be now? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But um it is not too late traveling. to start. I mean, you have gotten up there um and, you know, Right, I need to do it again. It's fun. It's a good time. I and, you know, I you
1: know, it. I would love to see sister. I'd love to see Carrie. I'd love to see a few of my friends get up and do uh some
0: <laughs> It's some, a good time.
1: I'm not a, no, I'm not a, I will not. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's a good time. Um so <clears throat> with that, that's that's why I'm mad today. I feel like it's a valid reason. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, we made it. Look, look we, I told you we could banter for 30 plus minutes. Um, <laughs> let us uh, real quick before we bring our guest on a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, if you are looking to get King Palms, if you love them the way I love them, I got a new code out for you this month. It's apr 15 So it's April 1-5, APR 1-5. Uh, is the new code to get 15% off this month from any purchase that you make on kingpalm.com. Go go check it out. Go check it out. Um, this show is brought to you every day and always. Where did my banner go? Oh, there it is by uh queen kitty seltzer queen kitty seltzer is our new um seltzer i have a lemon in my hand right now they're 10 milligrams of cbd no sugar added no yak in the back they are absolutely delicious and refreshing woman owned veteran owned um and uh you know a little education Mm -hmm. on every can i love it go check us out we will be um once we have shipping uh, figured out we will be taking orders uh through online means so stay tuned for that and uh yeah we're available for wholesale as well so check out solo.to slash queen kitty seltzer to find all the links and where you can reach us oh i love this thing i'm super proud of it super proud we have three flavors lemon kiss bubble gum and um right now it's called um just plain or is it but we're actually going to change that one next. Go, we're ahead. gonna,
1: yeah, we're gonna revamp uh the can. Mm-hmm. We've already, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and show it off because I'm pretty, I mean, we still got works to do, we but we're, works to do. We're, we're we're revamping, we're gonna go bigger version two, um, dot Uh, pop this kitty, pop it. Um, uh, our we, we we know, we know, um, and then uh, yeah, so still moving things around, still playing with some stuffs, but. Uh, We're ready for our next order. So uh, let's get these ones sold and then we'll bring you Um, B.2. We've got some other flavors planned. Like ah, we got to, we got to.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, we got some plans. We don't know yet. So we have to keep the kibosh on it right now. (laughs) So, uh, this show is also brought to you by CQLC Cannabis uh, Education and Consulting, Wor www- c- Sorry, llccom Customer Service, cqllc at gmail.com 970-426-5985. We have recently been approved by the state of Colorado to teach responsible vendor training. Uh, So if you are in delivery or hospitality in the state of Colorado, this is a requirement in the state of Colorado to get it from somebody who has been approved to teach it. That's us at CQLC, 970-426-5985. For the rest of you in the cannabis industry in Colorado, uh, it is not a requirement for you, but it can act as a mitigating factor to any administrative violations. So it is highly recommended. (laughs) It's <laughs> highly recommended that you take the course. Uh give me a call, 970 426 5985 Um, and with that, one more thing. I, I just want to let you guys know. Um, I know we're quite well into the show. Don't worry, it's not ending early. We got a lot to talk about still. Um, we are highlighting right now a friend uh, on TikTok, bashful underscore indica, is where you can find her. Um, We are scrolling her cash app across the bottom of the screen. She's um, run into some medical um, issues that she's trying to uh, work out. And um, so she, you know, she could use a little help. So if you have uh, uh, any extra funds, a lot of us don't. Um, But if you do um, just, you know, a little quick dollar here, dollar there, everything helps. Um, and if you don't just send out your good energy as, uh, as we do here on the cannabis closet. So if you know, you don't mind, please send all of your positive and healing energies, uh, or a lot of them, not all of them, save some for others, um, to bashful underscore Indica for us, um, and, and wish her well, you know, the power of community, um, cannabis closet talent show. What? Yes. (laughs) I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what your talents are. We should put one together for sure. Um, follow us on uh, solo.to slash canvas closet 420 um, to find all of the links to all of our social media. Now, with that said, we have waited long enough. We are going to bring in our guests. Now, we were supposed to to have this young lady on, uh, on our women's Wednesday show, but some things got kind of kerfuffled in schedules and we weren't able to make it happen, but that's okay. Cause we still wanted to highlight her. Um, so I accidentally put, uh, said, said that, um, the, the wrong name, the name of her company, um, is Stribble Treats. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm gonna let her come on and talk about it. Um, she is also the deputy director of uh, Maryland Normal. Um, she is running her own businesses. She's um, um, she's also an a fierce activist for the cannabis industry and community. Um, please welcome our good friend LaJuan Stribling. Thank you for coming on today, LaJuan. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you so much,
2: Cannabis Queen and NJ. I appreciate the invite.
0: Um, I'm so glad that we could um, work our schedules out to make sure that we could get you on because the I have this this is from our this is from our meeting that we had <laughs> when we were trying to get you on the other show. Um, uh, am I pronouncing that right? Stribble treats? It's just Stribble. It's no
2: SDn. Oh. I see you, it's the SDN on the magazine, but for just the company, it's Stribble District LLC
0: and we have Stribble Treats and Kenna Woman Hill. Nice. Um, so this says this started in 20. So this is, these are my notes. Uh, this started in 2018. We'll, we'll talk about why you started that business in a minute. I have a little note here. Um, and that you, uh, that you create uh, medicine using cannabis. Um, you're a mom of six. Uh, I, it looks like you applied for a license maybe in 2019. Is that right? I looked into. You looked into it. Okay, so no we'll why. talk a little bit about that cuz cuz I I remember that conversation right. and, yeah. Uh and then uh we have Deputy Director with Marilyn Normal, uh Canna woman Hill. I have CBG written down here. That's interesting. HB833 written down here. I have so many good notes on here and I want to talk about everything. All of it. So, All of it. First things first. <laughs> Uh, will you please introduce yourself to our listeners in our audience? Okay, yes. My name is LaJuan Shriveling.
2: I am definitely a mom of six. I'm also a daycare provider for the last 14 years. Um, (laughs) I started uh, getting back into cannabis in 2018, and I realized I wasn't happy with the selection of edibles, so then I started my own business and creating my own edibles using my skills in the kitchen and what I've learned and known from over the past years and that's when Triple trees came in but prior to that I wanted to educate the community on you know what cannabis is and how it can benefit you since we all have this stigma or you know about the stigma on it, so it's like well how can I reach out to our community and get them involved and we began with Cannon Woman DC but that is now Cannon Woman Heal so
0: this is where we are I love uh I love uh that background story. Uh we think it's very important here on the Canvas Closet to educate. Education is one of our main platforms. It's one of the things we talk to, talk about a lot. And uh we were actually involved uh was it earlier this year? No, last year. It was early it was last year. This is we're in April. Okay. <laughs> Um, It was last year we were invited to join a group that that put together um, a communities of color event because you're right. There's this stigma across cannabis. But when you talk about the stigma and you go into uh, communities of color and also low uh, communities in low socioeconomic um, uh, brackets, also this is a similar problem. The stigma is different because the war on drug affected these communities more than other places and other communities.
1: Correct, exactly. um,
0: so touching this plant, working with this plant, using this plant leads to ripping my family apart. It's, exactly. it's a real life thing. It's not mm-hmm. just a stigma for, for uh, individuals. It really did happen.
2: It definitely happened and it was intentional. So, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and then, and then also, um, I don't have numbers uh, of incarceration in Maryland per se, but I would wager a bet to say that there are still people serving time for low level, nonviolent cannabis offenses. Yes. In a, in a legal state, in a yes. medically legal
2: state. Medically legal. They're still getting arrested. Even in Baltimore, the, pres- so, the arrest percentage is about 90% still for cannabis related arrests. That's
0: crazy. 90% in a in a medically legal state. So we're selling it, we're making money. Wait. When I say (laughs) we, I mean white men are selling it and making money off of it while black men are sitting in jail for it and still getting arrested in 2022. She Mm -hmm. said 90% she did. She said 90%. That's what she said. Y'all so you know they're in session right now in Maryland and you know
2: they're (laughs) They're trying to uh you know work on the cannabis laws here, but to me they're snailing it. It's such a slow crawl.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: what
0: the people want, they're not listening. listening to. Right. They never yeah. do. Um, so yeah, Marilyn is in the news uh this week. There's uh there's news that there will be a ballot uh a question in November. The lawmakers on Friday. There's a couple of things that happened on Friday. So this is on a state level. Lawmakers on Friday decided uh, and gave final approval um, to the proposed constitutional amendment, House Bill One, which asks voters, "Do you favor legalization of adult use cannabis in the state of Maryland?" So, so okay,
2: okay, you heard that right. Even even though we have we have already a medical,
0: uh. A program here in Maryland they already have the answer to this question they not only have you don't need to ask the question that what you need what needs to be on the ballot is not the question that question but rather would you approve this bill if it's written this way like is this the bit like you know like do we approve of this bill the way it's written like where's the bill proposal
2: right we do not approve of the bill right now as it is written (laughs) so talk let's talk about that what is the bill well, the bill H001 was combined with bill 837. Um, what was it 833? Okay. I guess 837. It's saying. 837. I'm, so, I'm reading it so, on normal.
0: Yeah, and they're they,
2: right. They, they picked some parts and combined together, completely ignoring um, Senator Carter's bill that she introduced, which was bill 692, Senate bill, which is amazing, by the way. And um, they're asking to do a disparity report. On what the harms of cannabis have done to the communities affected, but we we know the answer to this already. They're asking voters if they want to legalize cannabis for adult use, but we know the answer to this also already. So
0: yeah, I don't There's, there's a high percentage point. of 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 positive feedback on cannabis.
2: Correct, correct. I mean, just the fact that they're ignoring ignoring focusing on cottage industries, even dispensaries, the access to Um, people of color, companies of color, small businesses, women-owned businesses. In 2019, we can get into this right now because this all matters, it's all related because it's about, you know, expanding the cannabis industry in Maryland, making it legal, having other businesses come in uh, dispensaries. But we have the clause in there when they first opened for the medical program to make sure that it uh, catered to people who um, are of minority or women owned businesses. And that did not happen.
0: So the other bill that's being proposed, uh, I'm assuming, has the absolute opposite effect of HB 837. you talk about Uh, uh, 692? 692,
2: In her bill, she really addresses the um, the criminalization of it and and incarcerations, cottage industries, uh, um communities that, that have been affected by the war on drugs, you know, mm-hmm. it really yes. talks about those things. You know, you can't keep pushing cannabis legalization without addressing the people who are still sitting behind bars. So we're not happy with
0: that. Um, okay. So this is from um, mayor. The, this is from, um, sorry, MPP marijuana, marijuana policy project. I highly recommend them for also information. We use normal a lot. We use, Um, we use marijuana moment, I think is one of the other ones. This one is very good too. Um, this is just a quick, uh, breakdown of the bills, uh, eight, there is an eight, three, three also. So, uh, (laughs) eight, three, seven is sponsored by chairman Luke, uh, house judiciary, chairman Luke Clippinger and the, it's an identical Senate bill. So there it's the Senate bill of, of the house bill. And that is sponsored by Brian Feldman. Yes. Uh, He introduced the bill last year as well. Um, So so here's the breakdown of it. So uh, basically section one uh, collects baseline data for cannabis use, instructs the MMCC, which is their cannabis commission, basically in Maryland uh, to conduct a study and report findings. And this is what you were just saying in early 2023 on patterns of cannabis use incidents of impaired driving related to cannabis hospitalization related to cannabis calls on poison control come on just like educate people you wouldn't even have those calls regarding cannabis um, um and diagnosis hear what the senators were saying
2: in the meeting i'm sorry excuse me If only you can and hear the diagnosis we're making i bet i bet
0: i bet it's absolutely it's, ridiculous to it's have to there and listen, listen to it so this one it does uh establish a cannabis assistance fund I think you'd have to really keep an eye on that, but uh, it's supposed to assist small, minority-owned, and women-owned businesses. Here's my problem with number one. Okay, um, I think that there should be two categories. And oh, it's five. It's four twenty on the west coast, y'all. I can hear the alarm. Um. So so here's here's the thing. Um. Oh, light light your blunt if you got a blunt or whatever you're gonna light. Um. <sighs> I think when we play, I listen, you guys know, I hate social equity um, clauses. Cause I feel like, why do we need those? But we do need them. That's why so we do, need them. What I hate about them is that we need that. They have to be there. Like what, what, what? everybody what? should have an equal opportunity to own a cannabis industry business if they so choose. And um and that's not what happens in the cannabis industry. Just like any other industry, the white man owns everything. He is right. capitalizing on everything, et cetera. So here's my thing with social equity bills when there are uh, clauses when they're written into bills, is y'all got to separate uh, minority owned and women owned. Y'all got to separate those. And the reason you got to separate those is because um is because white women own a business on paper and let their white husbands run it which means that they are white male-owned businesses not minority-owned businesses this is very
1: true
0: really fucking happens everywhere you guys
1: yeah that's Dude, the fucking- redskins right now <laughs> yes and it also happens that big corporations and llc's oh, are so buying so every and not uh and not you know and, and, and we're not protecting our small businesses. We're not protecting our, you know, our caregivers, our patients, and, and and it's just becoming, it is becoming big industry and it's, you know, while we can, we still need to start, you know, keep influencing and, and uh, you
2: know. Well, yeah, you know, we're just getting over Women's Histories Month. So people don't realize that it took like 70 years for women to even be acknowledged in the court of law to be heard like hello i'm here i want to vote so it's very very important i agree with you to separate minorities and women because yes you know like you said i mean we have the situation especially when someone gets in trouble because they have been doing something sexually uh uh irresponsible so then they, they give it to their wives but it's still their company
0: yes they still run it. They, they still, still profit run it. off of it. The money still goes into their neighborhoods. Listen, yeah. and also, I think there should. All, and and just just on on that note, this has nothing to do with funding. But I also think there should be a clause in every regulated marijuana law that if you don't live there, you can't you can't own there. Yep, sure can't. That's those MSOs. Yeah. You know why I say that too. <laughs> you know why I say that too is because. Um, you guys already know if you, if you've listened to my show, uh, my show, our show, sorry, MJ, but if you've listened to me on this show before, you already know, you already know, I'm going to say it. If y'all have not seen, uh, what is it? Uh, with, uh, his whole name just slipped my mind. Um, uh, about the dang it, I, uh, You know what the show is. This is a show that I talk about all the time with uh, uh, Mike. uh, Dang it, you guys, it's marijuana. It made me forget. But the point of what I'm talking about is like, when I think about the name of the show, I'll tell you. Um, But the point is, is that the very first show was about how long a dollar stays. And I reference this all the time. I can't even believe it slipped my mind. But how long the dollar stays in a community. And um, white communities keep their dollars forever and black communities keep their dollars for hours versus other communities keep their dollars for days. That's real. Uh, What the fuck? Why can't I think of his name? It's very
2: real. And that would be the disparity that they're asking for the disparity report about. But, you know, all you have to do is go visit your communities in the neighborhood, like get out of your county and visit the counties that you that you're stripping resources from, because I live in that county. You know, yeah. just come here. Come see what our schools are like. This right. is the this is your disparity report. You don't have to have someone do another study because it's already been seen. It's Listen visible to people. To this all. It's all is visible in education. Like it's visible to the people who live there. Exactly, exactly. And this is why it's so frustrating when you have. This is what, again why voting is important, people. Right. Because these are your lawmakers, and you vote these people into office, and then they dictate to you how you're going to live like, on every level. It's so important to vote, y'all, like,
1: Get out there and To hold Funny your email. representatives accountable, um, uh, they come in on a platform and say that that's what they're for, and then they turn around and don't and don't uh, support or do what they say that they're going to. And so we do have to continue to hold them accountable. Um, also, read what is being put forth. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. Um, that uh, yeah, don't just uh, sign a bill that says yay legalize pot. Um, know what it's le- Know what know you're. What signing? Is- yeah. No one is uh, uh, coming head. in, or what this is actually, and and uh, not just to put the rush in of legalizing, um, protect medical, put some investment into what our patients are. you having to deal with financially? Put it in your um, constitution. You know, put it in your yeah, put it in your constitution. Make a uh, you know, make stipulations that, and it hasn't been done, uh, but it should be, and more talked about that. You know, stipula- stipulations to have a you know an adult use program should come along with them um, supporting some kind of medical uh,
0: medical tax Absolutely. or not tax but medical uh, you
1: know program. Uh, um, and-, and by the way, I
0: remembered uh, it's Killer Mike and it's trigger warning and it's episode one of the season that he did of that. Oh yeah, I think I did see that. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I knew I was going to remember it. <laughs> um, but yes, to all of that, we need to have those things stipulated within the regulations. And also why I said it should be in your constitution because they can't take it away. So once it's in your constitution now, it is our responsibility in Colorado, by the way, to hold them accountable for making sure that that they maintain our medical program and that we can have access to our medicine without paying these exorbitant taxes, by the way, Hmm. that's crazy talk. They're starting to, uh, in Colorado, they're starting to tear down our medical program. And I I feel like their next excuse is going to be, well, you could just go get it over at this adult use place. If you're 21 and older. And I, I just know we have a right to get our medicine without paying your crazy taxes. And also If uh, if we're under 21 and we need the medicine, we should have access to that or somebody should be able to um, get it for for us Mm -hmm. and without it being illegal to do so. Because under adult use laws, that would be fully and highly illegal. And um, and also we have access to some other products that aren't sold on the adult use side because they're not profitable on the adult use side um, necessarily all the time where, where they're, where they're, um, marketing more to, uh, the entire public, Mm -hmm. the medical side is marketing to people who use this as a necessity. Right.
1: It is a different. So, and also we're, you know, the, the regulations and the fees and the taxes that, uh, you go into, uh, just the testing and, um, everything that is added on, um, in that sense. And, um, you know, again, we're talking, uh, you know, just taxes and where that's being put out and, you know, who's taking the brunt of that and where it's going. Um, right. And it's, it's not fair to patients to say, uh, sorry, we don't have that on the medical side, but you can go shop on the adult use side and, um, you know, pay for Good all it. And well,
2: a lot of issue with the
1: dispensaries and taxes. So, like, and then it, it, you know, again, pushes them to uh, access different avenues of medicine.
2: Excuse yeah. me, MJ. Another issue that the businesses have with the with charging notes is because of that two eighty e taxes. Maybe what you're talking about, Uh wide dispensaries, we think would be more profitable. But because they have to pay that, they had that tax cost on there, and they don't get the benefits
0: that other businesses
2: get. Then it it really does hurt them too and their income. So then exactly. we also get the brunt of that as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what she's meaning by that for those of you that are like, what do you mean? We can't write anything off if it gets destroyed or lost or whatever. We can't we can't gain anything back from that. Um, When we're doing our taxes, we can't like it's it's a whole loss of money a lot of times. And there's no reprieve for that, The there's no help for that. So it can get expensive, but we should we again, it should run like a normal business. Right. And that's the problem. It's okay, not, so <laughs> that rolls into uh, what we were we wanted to talk about uh, a little bit today. Into uh, the reason that we can't write those things off is because <clears throat> it's still criminal federally. Yeah. it is still criminally uh, illegal federally. It is wow. still part of um, schedule a, a schedule list that makes it fully illegal that to to purchase sell uses medicine and also we pay federal income tax so
1: like it's so it's a, backwards. backwards it's so how dare backwards. you take our
0: money and still not let us legally do this which makes <laughs> it difficult for us to work in banks even as an ancillary businesses <clears throat> we have to be careful with what we name our business you yeah. know We have to be careful with how we um, talk about our business when we're going to do bank transactions, things like that. No other business, no other business, no other legal business has to do that. We could get our whole bank account shut down the second they realize that it's uh, even ours, even ours. Hemp, which is fully legal in the United States, banks won't touch it because it's too closely related because it is. To cannabis because they are it's the cannabis. same thing, but okay, yeah, another subject, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like we could go on and on.
1: Alcohol, this, that's the
2: part that kills me. I'm like, okay, y'all talking about the same I'm plant. The I'm the understanding. Understanding. Exactly. I'm so, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I agree with you fully. It's just it's it's very difficult to even begin to move forward in the aspect when you have all these stipulations in front of you. It just makes it too hard to, to function properly as any business.
0: Yeah. you. I mean, how could you? How could you be expected to? So on Friday, uh, House lawmakers approved legislation to end federal marijuana prohibition. Okay. Don't get too excited, everybody, because this is the second right? time that this bill mm-hmm. has gone through. This uh, the second time it's gone through the House. You guys know how... Um, how I, start, how I started the show saying how I'm not going to tell you how to vote and, um, and you can vote for who you want to vote for, but you should like really pay attention to what they're doing. Let me tell you why this doesn't pass the Senate. <laughs> Republicans. Now, as the people, this is a bipartisan issue. There is over, I'm, I, over, I think, 70% at this point approval of uh, some type of cannabis program in their state. And still there are some states that are still not medically legal. There is huge, overwhelming approval for legal cannabis, for, for decriminalized cannabis at the very minimum. And yet still in the Senate, the people representing the, the, the individuals representing the people that are supposed to represent the people and what the people want, and an overwhelming majority of people, regardless of the camp that they're in, approve of this, are still voting no. This is yeah, I don't, I don't how do have I, I don't know how much attention, I mean, this has been a big thing um well see they have think? to figure out they have to figure out where they're going to replace that money right because no, well, well, i mean that's easy we all know where that money's going and where it shouldn't be going
2: right no no, no. if they legalize cannabis because this is where they built their wealth They've oh got, that's true like, yeah the yeah. last 30 plus years student loans. we're
1: they they're, they're gonna get it from the student loans
0: <laughs> i'm like even so I thought you meant like in the budget. I was like, um, military budget. That's easy. Like <laughs> they're not gonna take from the military budget. They're
2: trying to give more money to the military, even
0: police. I know while money they take them. money away from the veterans, y'all. While they take money away from the veterans, stop it. You know, it's all just a mess you talk about the corporation
2: of America, because this is what it is. It is. This is the mm-hmm. corporation of America is so anything that keeps them in power and keeps them in wealth, then they're gonna do and follow. So it's us little people that have to stop that. So, and it,
0: it it is really, you guys. It is really important that you vote in every single election, no matter how local it is. Look, even your HOA. Please do it. Please, please <laughs> do it. Because first of all, when you're voting, uh, collectively, when so okay, here here's the real of it usually people on the left of issues do not vote in minor elections. That's statistically speaking. That's in every state across this nation.
2: Right.
0: We show up and turn out. And yes, I'm saying, I'm to the left of a lot. I'm a huge progressive. I'm for human rights. That's what I'm for. I'm for the people. Um, I cannot run for office for various reasons. We cannot discuss here on the air. <laughs> um, but, but, People to the left of issues, people who uh, lean more democratic, uh, uh, progressive, etc., 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 don't show up at the low-level low elections. Show up overwhelmingly in the national elections. So we know you can do it. We know you can do it. You got to show up at those low-level elections because Republicans and the like vote in everything. They mm-hmm. want everybody to know what they think. They are arguing with the HOA. They are in. They're. They're not just voting. Okay, they're on the board because, because they That's showed what you up. Have to do well because, because they, they were taught. Up showed up, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They
2: were taught um, this is what you do, and, and this is what we're not taught in my community. You know, we we think it's bad to go vote because it's not going to matter. Right. Over history has told us that it ain't going to matter because you're either going to get killed, you're going to get arrested. I mean, Mm -hmm. we could talk about the Black Panther Party. I mean, literally, all they were trying to do was uplift their people. Like, listen, y'all, I understand that this is how it is, but we could do something to change this. But we need you to do it too. And what do they get? They get arrested. They get to be criminals. Their they get are
1: murdered. Murdered like,
2: in their beds. So what do we do then? We're like, we're in fear now. And then churches, well, I'm not going to talk into that, but they're not really helpful in this situation. But so then we're all living in fear. Like my mother won't even talk about cannabis with me. She is still living in fear from the effects of what's happened to our family
0: because of that, you know? Right. These are the effects of the war on drugs that nobody sees and nobody talks about because when I say nobody and I mean white people, right? Because we didn't live it. We did. We, I, I have no idea what it's like. I mean, I know what, okay. I do have a little bit of an idea. I know what it's like to not talk to my grandmother about how racist she was. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I know what that, that's why that's white. That's, that's white community. That's white culture. I know that I was a coward to not talk to my grandmother about how racist she was. Right. But those aren't the, those are the conversations not happening in my households. I believe you. The conversations that could help your community aren't happening because your community people who are, who have survived, there are still people alive that, that, marched during segregation. There like it wasn't that long ago you guys. They're, not at all. I'm not speaking from experience clearly. Okay? I'm speaking from a place of I listen. The conversations had in black households are far different. I had a conversation with a friend of mine And I was like, no, I went to high school in the nineties and I, you know, I graduated in 95 and, and, and in some places like bigger cities, they had, um, metal detectors and stuff, but not in most schools. And my friend was like, "Mm, not in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, we have metal detectors and security guards and gated like all throughout my whole careers, high, like high school career. And before that. I never experienced that. I didn't even realize that that happened in middle schools in elementary schools, y'all in elementary schools. What do you need a metal detector in an elementary school for? Oh, I know. Just in case a white dude comes in there. Trigger warning, y'all. But you understand the differences? You understand where I'm going with this? There's like this complete difference. And it ties into what we're talking about because the thing that we should be talking about, be able to talk about, we can't talk about because there's a stigma and it's still illegal and people in Maryland still get arrested for it.
2: Yeah, sure do Because of the smell of it.
0: That's, that's not even, there's precedent across the nation that that's not even probable cause. Right.
2: Right. They discussed that in session this time too, you know, it's definitely a Senator Carter's bill, but it it's such a deep wound for our community. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to address the communities that have been impacted. It is. Because, I mean, all of it was like a ripple effect. It all happened around the same time um, when the war drugs got really pushed with Ronald Reagan as president and um Um, before that nixon was pushing it too well you know it started with anslinger i mean we could get to the foundation of it all it's like it's based off of just pure racism and hatred like and they said that we are literally said it living in a time our laws are based off of hate
0: Mm -hmm. yeah the only
2: way to correct it is to be involved like you say, like everything, be involved in everything. It's so important for your children if you have kids, because why do you want them to continue living like this? You don't have to.
0: You don't have
1: to. It starts with education and talking yeah. about it and 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 destigmatizing and uh, you know and and I think that you know sometimes. The conversations of legalization—it just comes with the money conversation. It doesn't come with the education to the communities or uh, the ones that were affected by it. Especially, you know, it's like okay, we're going to put these social equity programs into place, but then there's no education within the community. There's no support for the community. There is no, uh, you know, counseling or you know, trauma therapy for that community to say, oh my gosh. We can be a part of um, this industry that uh, has taken from us, and and we deserve to be given back. Uh, mm. And so and so again, uh, education from the the, the community level, uh, even into the state level, into the you know the, our our legislators. These you know, the, again, they're they're saying they understand uh, cannabis, but they don't. They they're looking at the dollars, they're looking at the taxes and the fees, and the you know how can we regulate it and um, you know, and again, who's, who's lobbying for uh, the supporting industries uh, and where those are, you know, again, oh, oh, oh um, you know, bottling good, and right. afford the lobby. That's
2: the thing, you know, exactly. all the big companies can afford those lobbyists.
1: Yes.
0: And and so, so
2: yeah. it, sure, it, It's sure. just a deep wound and The only way to correct it is to do it right.
0: Can I, um, can I make, I was just thinking about this while we're talking. I was just thinking about you know what we would like to see in regulations this is going to this going to some this might turn some of y'all off y'all might not be as progressive as i am but hear hear me out okay i think that not only should there be in social equity laws uh, a separ- separation of of women uh versus um uh, minority groups because um let's face it white women are becoming less of a minority every single day and yes we face some shit okay but literally we're like right at like (laughs) right almost cross the line of not being a minority um so i'm just gonna i just that's that's how i feel about it but okay so hear me out but additionally we should put a law in place that if you are a minority owner Yes, you may have to pay fees and such up front because that's how we start to build this industry. But you get a check every year, every quarter, every half a year, whatever. From what, what the cannabis industry in your state made, you as a black owner, let's say, you get a check that is maybe whatever, whatever the fund can afford, whatever, but is probably close to what you paid to get your license. Mm-hmm. So you basically don't pay for your license. That's what I'm saying. Well, so is, that, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm with you on that. That would be the reparative justice in there because they okay. that we don't have the equity to even begin to start.
0: Okay. Okay. So it would be like a, you know, you just get a check and it would pay back your your fees that you paid in. Once the fees were there, once everybody paid in to their fees as a minority owner, not a white woman, I'm not talking about white women. Okay. As a minority owner, you get a check every year. This is why, this is why this idea came in my head. I'm listening to everything that we're saying here, the three of us. But then also while we were talking, I remembered, I watched a video, uh, the other day on TikTok. I'm going to paraphrase the shit out of this because I don't even know who the creator was or nothing. But the video basically was like, you guys know when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation to quote unquote free slaves, right? Um, There was a huge backlash, of course, especially in the South of uh, when this happened. So there was a fund put together to pay white slave owners. Like I'm probably going to get this number wrong, but let's say it was like three, let's say 30 bucks. Let's say it would be $300. Let's say that. Let's say $300 or 30 bucks, something like that. Anyways, whatever money was back then, it was a pretty a large amount for each slave that they had to set free.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Enslaved person, excuse me. I apologize. I'm trying to correct my language for each enslaved person. They had to set free. Yeah. Uh they were paid. Basically to to you know because they lost labor on their yep. farms yep. and and in their households and such. So they were getting paid. Did the enslaved people get paid? Not at all. Did anybody that came after them get paid? Has no. anybody from those communities been paid by these United these United States paid white men
2: to to free us,
0: to free my ancestors
2: people yeah human beings you guys human fucking beings i think they just recently paid europe too for something that little slavery the government i feel
0: like this is maybe why the story came up or something but yeah I, and again i don't if i come across it again i will write down the creator who turned me on to this story but that's where my idea just came from is that uh we we owe too much to black and brown communities well, I as I you so much, Canna Queen, because people don't, okay. Go ahead. My take a, on a this free, is, free game as,
2: you know, when we say BIPOC, you know, Black, Indigenous people of color. So to me, honestly and truthfully, I think the Indigenous in ABOS, which is African Descendants of Shadow Slavery, should be in a class African separate. Descendants of Shadow, shadow slavery. slavery. That's ABOS. So I think I feel they should be in a different category versus people who have come and immigrated into the country because even though they they do still deal with racism it's not the it's, same cuz yeah. some of them even come from money as well so it's still not the same cuz literally people who are indigenous they took they got the whole land taken from them right and, and food. people who are brought in and- and children and children like oh we're not i can't even get into this this is like a whole conversation yeah. the residency mm-hmm. stuff she's coming back you guys <laughs> it, I, I just can't right now but so the ADLS, the people who are descendants of sli- shadow slavery that's slavery in this country okay and indigenous are the most damaged people in this country I would
0: agree with that. I, I, yeah, I think that, uh, that we, uh, we as a country, we as a, a white male dominated country, uh, we owe a lot to people who are not white men. Um, and, but especially, but I agree with you on that, that there should be maybe, uh, like, a unfortunately, <laughs> categorization of where funds would go to, but yeah. Um, when we talk about, um, uh, black men and women and when we talk about the indigenous population i would agree with you that that uh what we did to the indigenous population was nobody wants to talk nobody wants to hear this talk about this trigger fucking warning was on par with what hitler was trying to do to jews in germany it's on par with that the white colonizers in this country came here to eradicate to eradicate if you did not colonize with us, we will eradicate you. They, There are literally stories, there's not just one, but there are many stories of white men killing the essential food source for native populations in the thousands, piling up dead animals to let them rot and not use a single thing and not let anybody touch it to use it. Let it rot. Their food source, their their, uh, their shelter sources. They're, they're like, they use the hides, they use the bones, they use the meat, Yeah, like Everything. literally to eradicate an entire population. But nobody wants to talk about that because comparing anything like, listen, Nazi Germany was atrocious and, and, and absolutely the Germany, Hey, listen, Germany is admitting what they did and, and they are taking steps to repair yeah, right. that. Right, America's not doing that.
2: No, they keep wanting to ignore it, it didn't
0: and, happen.
2: And put not, yeah, but we have shows like what's that show that Kevin Costner's on? Oh, the American president one? No, no, no. Oh, the I one don't that know. he's the farmer. Oh, I don't even know anymore. But he has like the ranch, I forget the name of that daggone show. But we Is have shows like that, 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 that. It's just so frustrating, it, it's hurtful. It's hurtful yes. when you go down that rabbit hole to research indigenous people. Yes. When you really, really learn what residency schools did to families. And I mean, they just literally they broke down your whole family. Like it's just really upsetting. And then it's still ignored to this day. It's and they do the same thing with us and our families. You know, it didn't really start bad for us until after the Civil War because it was a black troop that defeated. Like they won. And so that's when everything went to hell, like in Carolina, and that's yeah. really when all that Jim Crow era was the beginning of all of that. Like it's this just was not it's,
0: that long ago. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, what do you
2: say? Education, MJ. Right? Please educate yes. yourselves and your
0: children. Don't just. Don't, honey, we say this country. all the time. Go uh, be. I'm guilty of this a lot, but you have a tiny computer in your hand all the time. Instead of like this, 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 let's use it for something useful let's learn and, you know there are the groups.
1: yeah so even if you like the tiktok join groups that uh you know like i get a whole slew of indigenous uh posts because i follow that i you know and so it hits it, it hits my page a lot and um and so start following the groups that you know and oh, yeah, that's so it so can jealous. be you know social media it's there it's 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 its, its own devil uh, but you can connect perks. and educate, yes, uh, in a in a manner that suits you. It doesn't have to be a book and a history and, blah and boring. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, have uh, yeah, <laughs> it however it gets to you. Let it get to you. Let yeah, it get to uh, you. Just uh, make sure it's, sure it's accurate. Sure. Accuracy, <laughs> yes. Take everything, double check. <laughs> well, um, know, the name of that show is Yellowstone
2: that I was talking about. So yes, Yellowstone. Thank you. If you thank you, Funk Lee, Funk Lee. So y'all just watch now. You like, oh, you want to be like, oh, I'm so happy for you know what's going on. And yeah, oh, you want to oh the love story. But if you like look into the story of Yellowstone, it's telling you right there. Like it's telling you the history. Like, how come they don't have their lands? This is their home. Come on. And they're making money off of it still.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to share this story. This is a TikTok that I just watched the other day of um, literally all these uh, you know, chiefs, uh, the whole tribe, all these uh, tribes uh, went to, so there was this hotel and they oh. basically would not um, serve, they would not let any uh, Native American uh,
0: book a this room
1: up. or utilize this hotel on tribal land. And because
0: so, because they couldn't tell because, a good this is quote I would never they couldn't tell a good Indian from a bad Indian literally qu- that's a quote
1: that's a quote and and so and so all of these tribes uh, got together all the chiefs uh, all of the and everyone walked to this uh, hotel and they um, served them um, an eviction notice. From the to all the tribes and um, basically like so that was on my feet, fucked around and found out site. That's where I got it. It's a great and, uh, it's, uh, and so
0: It's the Great Sioux Nation. They issued a notice of trespass against the owners of the hotel that banned Native Americans. Beautiful, and that's using your
2: power. You see, see what people don't understand for my community. If we actually get together and classify ourselves as one and do our own bylaws and all those things too, we can take that claim what is ours as well
0: together. I agree, I agree with Ooh. you. Um, And I agree with you more now than I might've would've um many years ago when my ancestors were destroying shit. Um, I wanna remind everybody and then this is just the one of the more um, more well-known uh, stories. Uh, but this happened all across America. Uh, black communities did come together. They said, if you're not going to welcome us, we're going to build our own community. We're going to have banks. We're going to have doctors and dentists and schools. And we're going to run this shit. And we're gonna, we're going to own it. And they did. And then... White men made up a story, and women made up a story about a young black man, and that led to the destruction of an entire r- run without the help of outside influence community. Well, that happened in plenty of places, more than just one. Plenty of places, more than just one. Um and we don't hear
1: about them. We we are just now hearing about them in in, in these years. You know that I it admit
0: stuff like that out of our history and books and keep it all whitewashed. yeah, uh, definitely.
1: Yeah, I grew, up, yeah, I grew up right outside of Tulsa and knew nothing about this until mm-hmm. uh, literally, um, you recently. Know, it's but, that
2: even like my grandfather. He's still living. He is ninety four years old. Whoo, and um,
0: you know how dream. I love
2: to garden and um. I love to garden and bake and stuff, but I never have any formal training, right? So he said one time that he remembers we had a farm store when he was about three years old, but he won't talk about the past. He won't talk about anything else other than that. So this is me going down that rabbit hole on Ancestry.com trying to find my history, right? Mm -hmm. My ethnicity and all that binds me because I'm trying to get back to that. Like, I want to know what land was taken from, if there was land taken from us, where was it? I know where our family came from. It's Maryland and Virginia. We were enslaved there. So, but, but these are things that we shouldn't have to pay for. Like this stuff should be given to us for being in this country. still because you brought us here.
0: Yeah. And some people will never be able to fully trace their lineage. No, it's such a
2: sad journey. I, you don't know the tears that you get to because unlike you, you can you can trace your journey no matter what name you put in there. No you're going to find your family. Yes, so I am. understand that when you get to um, the 1800s, like before 1920, 1910, um, literally you're a B, a F or a M and a number. So that means you're black or a M for mulatto, F and M for female, male, and then your age. That's it that whole manuscripts like that
0: let that resonate everybody Mm-mm. Ooh, this is a heavy show y'all but i love it you know i do yeah. um it's necessary um absolutely uh so final thoughts uh <laughs> do do we think first first since you're in maryland um do we think that these house bills are going, or are, are we going to get? Uh, well, we're obviously going to get a yes vote on house bill one, right? We know yeah. that we already know the answer to that. Do you think the other two are going to pass? Um, I believe they combined house bill one with 833
2: 833 837, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all it's so confusing. but it, It's combined now, so yeah. that went up for a final vote. I think I thought that was on Friday, so I think we are going to have that referendum. In on their
0: ballot so do yeah. you think that the referendum as they have it written is going to pass
2: probably just because people don't pay attention enough to know how important it is to read Hmm.
0: yeah but but just to be clear do you want it to pass as it I is
2: would like it's a pass with the amendments that i put in my letter
0: <laughs> right um so, so but that's not
2: going to happen because they completely ignored some things um but hopefully we can fight for it again for um yes. after they pass this legislation, then we can still continue to fight so they can correct it. One of the
0: things go ahead
2: with the dispensaries, people who were applying when they opened up again in 2019. So we didn't get to that yet. But in 2019, licenses were up to apply and they were supposed to cater to communities that you know, um, or minority businesses or women-owned businesses. But the ones who you would think that most qualified, they didn't get their extra licenses approved, but other uh, other Caucasian dominated companies did. Yes. And so, so the I believe the black caucus, I think they filed a lawsuit against the state of Maryland for that, or the commission for that. I'm not sure what happened, but they're supposed to be addressing that right now. But is it really going to be addressed as a question? Yeah, And I would be probably no, like last year, you know, there was a rumor going around saying that um, one of the um, large dispensaries owners was giving out big money, you know, giving out campaign dollars and so they just ignored the bill after it was read on the floor after the first reading it died
0: uh uh, god that's so gross Uh, (laughs) um so one of two things is probably gonna happen well there's probably a list of things that could happen but what we normally see happen in cases like this is that the people do pay attention because they have individuals like you who are doing the groundwork and out there telling them, Hey, this is not the bill for you. We got to try again next time or whatever the case may be. um, And it fails Uh, or it passes. And individuals like yourself are in their face every day, just getting those amendments pushed through um, so that we can have a bill that uh, that, is for the people and not just for the pockets of the people that are getting these uh licenses. To remind everybody, uh we've had this same conversation with people in Missouri. <laughs> So many people, and, they, and they're actually, there's some investigations going on, uh, or there were, I have to catch up, uh, in Missouri about uh, corrupt practices because of licenses that were not approved that should have 100,000% been approved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they clicked all the boxes. Hmm.
1: And so, um, so we yeah. have questions. You know, if we're asking questions on on the state level, like that's uh, what's going on 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 the on the on the federal mm-hmm. level, and where you know, are things being how are things being said and uh, and addressed. We know language is important. Um, uh, we we've already seen language be used uh, disastrously. Um, where just the the definition of uh, cannabis versus marijuana, good being versus bad, um, is just uh, again just miseducation and uh, ridiculous. Um, it makes us laugh. It's it's just yes, it's laughable. Um, oh. But it's happening. It's happening it in is. Connecticut. It's happening. Uh, you know, in all of our government agencies. Like let's let's be real.
2: Yeah, for the federal level we as a people have to work on who we vote for and yes understand the importance of making sure that we hold them accountable for what they run in their campaigns and do i mean look at what just happened in virginia you know they were excited because you know they thought cannabis was going to be legal and they overturned it everybody relaxed and they got this other governor in office now and he was like nope
0: stop exactly and also in Mississippi, they overturned the vote, so it is a, it is so extremely important. Now they're re, they're uh, doing a legislative legalization in Mississippi, but the the regulation is garbage. It's like an eighth a day, first of all, as um, your uh, allotted amount. Like what is that? Wow. Um, stuff like that. And the voters voted for something very you know different. Uh, there were there used to be five districts municipalities whatever um and since uh probably the late 90s early 2000s it's been down to four Mm -hmm. but the but the laws didn't change they didn't rewrite the law to say that you had to have um signatures from all four districts they left it at five Five. wow so Mm -hmm. the um individuals pushing to get this on the ballot got signatures from all five districts municipalities whatever um as they were in the late 90s, and still it was overturned on that technicality. Mm. There's no way they could have gotten five because there aren't five. not
1: are five. And how? And there
0: haven't been for over 20 years. Right. Well, see, this is why it's so important to understand how
2: law works and the yes. politics, you know, the education. So start with those small community meetings. If it's your family who don't want to listen to you, get somebody who wants to listen to you. Get some groups together. Y'all go have coffee, whatever y'all do and have these talks it it starts with community start small and grow big it's so important
0: and then you're going to be the one known for having canvas knowledge too and your friends are going to come to you to talk about it by the way and uh if you're not going to listen to us say it then listen to lawan say it because (laughs) we've been trying to tell y'all y'all got to get off the couch and in those city council meetings and county commission meetings and you got to um Go join normal, um, go join Marijuana Policy Project, go join these um, activist groups, um, become board members on these activist groups, mm. create one in your town. If there's not one, um, you know, the, the, there's there's a place for you um, to be active and to advocate for what we all deserve as human beings. And that's safe access to this amazing plant that we've already seen um does wonders also mushrooms but we'll get into that another day <laughs> um i agree with uh, you what is what is uh, last last thought on this what does everybody think is going to happen uh when this uh decriminalization bill hits the senate uh um of the united states huh. are we ending federal pro marijuana prohibition or are we not ending federal marijuana prohibition I think it's gonna be the same thing it did two years ago. I think it's gonna be a no go. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a no go. And do you know why? Let me ask y'all this question before we leave. Let me let, just ponder this for a second. Um, some of y'all got some dope and kicking grandparents, and they doing their thing. But do you want them running uh, Congress? Do you want? Do you want them working? Um, do you want that? <laughs> Because that's what's happening. And the people that are retirement age that wouldn't be considered for any other job are sitting and making decisions for people who they haven't been, they haven't been my age, 45 in 40 years. Right.
2: I think that's a problem as well. I I always encourage that there needs to be a cap on how long you could be in office. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous that we have people, and I love you for your age. I'm not saying anything wrong with being a senior citizen, but be that senior citizen and retire. And retire
0: like normal people. You're not living the life that we live every day. You have no idea what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. None. Zero. Don't even know what a podcast is. Okay, listen. And also, (laughs) let me tell you something about 45-year-olds 40 years ago. They didn't look like us. They didn't act like us. They didn't have jobs like us, the internet. <laughs> they didn't know how to use the internet back then, and they still don't know how to use the internet now. The the way I feel about NFTs is how your grandparents feel about computers overall. They don't they just they don't get it. They don't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> so why are they so why are they in a, a position to run a country that is well, tech is uh, technologically speaking, and and overall across the board, well advanced past what what was happening when they were forty five. Exactly, you should have been running the country when you were forty five, and in fact, you were. It's time for you to go home now. Exactly, <laughs> and this is just a fact. It's, yes, term term limits have to be set for
2: every electable position. Yes, you cannot be a lifer. And, and just continue to destroy lives but that's how they keep things in play as that's well exactly
0: how they do it because but, you
1: know, yeah no, we could change the rules but then who's going to change the rules if it behooves them to you know keep them exactly. as they are. and uh and so that's why we've got to you know shake it up and and say no
0: more no more and go vote go vote right. but vote, vote educate vote in an educated way yeah. What I was just telling you is really important. Uh, at the beginning of the show I talked about corporate pack money a little bit mm-hmm. and how there are there are people on both sides that are refusing to take any corporate pack money. There's more people on the left than there are on the right, but the right is starting to get the hint, right? Some of them. Some of them are always going to be about money and those are your grandparents. They need to be elected out of office. The younger generation does need to take over and when I say younger, I'm talking about middle-aged motherfuckers. They're they're in their 30s and 40s and 50s, okay? Um, people who would still work a normal nine to five, if, you know, if they were out here on the public sector doing their thing, paying their mortgage, but at some point you, first of all, you can't do it for 30 years. I mean, we have a limit on the president. Why don't we have a limit on some of these others? And, and second of all, you, you gotta, when, when when you don't care about what's going to affect your grandchildren, like climate change, when you were like, well, I'll be dead anyway. Okay. Goodbye. We need people that aren't going to be dead when this is happening so that we can actually get something done about it. Yes. So yeah, just make sure you know who you're voting for. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to where they get their money from and whether or not they've consistently uh, stayed the same on their issues or flip-flopped on their issues, things like that. We could have a whole show about elections, and we should, (laughs) and we will. Uh, Maybe we'll bring you back for that. Um, You've been absolutely amazing. Uh, Tell our audience uh, where they can find you. Okay, well, I am deputy director
2: with Maryland Normal, so we advocate for the cannabis laws in Every state, I believe, in the country for now. I mean, right now, right? So it's just important. If you guys want to start your your, your start, start with a local organization. Like mm-hmm. Canna Queen said, MPP is amazing as well. That's Toy. She is amazing. So if you know who Toy Hutchison is, check her out on MPP.org. But you can find me at Linktree, Stribbles. All my connections are right there for my businesses and my information for Maryland Normal.
0: We didn't really get into your Stribbles edibles, but tell tell us about them real quick before we go off the show. Cause that's kind of why you were coming on. Well, that's the main reason you were coming on on the Wednesday show, but then I'm like, no, she's the d- deputy director of yeah. Maryland normal. And there's Maryland's in the ma- n- news today. And yeah. so anyway, well, I did Stribble treats because um, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm
2: 45 years old and I don't want to eat gummies and I don't want to eat cereal bars and I don't want to eat brownies. i just feel like we need to, you know, Upgrade our lives as we're yeah. adults now. And that's where stribble treats came into play. I've always wanted to have a bakery, cafe, restaurant, something that was like a dream um dream for me when I was like 18, 19 years old. Um, and so now I feel like I'm really doing it, but I'm going the way that I can afford to do it. And that's bootstrapping. And I started with a cottage food business. And so that's a bakery, and that's where we are. So I do I have a traditional bakery, and I also infuse anything, any and everything. With not just THC, I do CBG, CBD, and THC—the whole cannabis plant—and not just food sources like we do oils, creams, body butters, hand sanitizer. Like, we love the plant. So,
0: I would—I would love to talk to you offline about um, maybe we can work together. Okay, cool. Yeah, I appreciate so, that. I love that. Um, uh, so, so you. I, um, our guests always blow me away. I'm like, they're so interesting. And then you guys get on here and you're like, blow me a, further away than I was already. Um, thank you so much for making time for us today. Your knowledge, uh, impeccable. Uh, just uh, it was such amazing conversations. We would love yeah. to have you back on a future show when you have time. Uh, yeah, you're, you're amazing. Yeah, I appreciate you.
2: that. You know, th- this, is, this is big for me. because I'm, I'm realizing cannabis helps to get me all my introvert show because I really, really want to reach the people more so than me just trying to type a text message or, excuse me, a post on Instagram or Facebook. Right. So this is me doing my part, getting in some good trouble and letting the people know the deal. I, so love I appreciate it. you having me on here. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you. Um, Thank you. thanks for keeping us up with what's going on in Maryland. We definitely want to have you back for that. Cause, uh, you know, uh, you, you would have the inside, inside knowledge on that. Whereas we're kind of like trying to pay attention to everything right. uh, that goes on nationally. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely have you back when we start seeing Maryland more in the news. We'll, we'll keep up with what's going on out there. Um, Anytime you feel like you want to come hang out with us, you're welcome to do so. That goes for everybody um, out there listening right now. If y'all want to hang out with us, you can go to solo.to slash cannabiscloset420. And you will find at that link our Discord link. And you can join our Discord. We're there almost every morning. It's like a little tiny virtual office, if you will. Most of us were muted for most of the time this morning. But we were all just kind of in the room together, just doing our own thing and work Um I believe Jen was in there painting her walls. Um, I was, I was working out and then, um, you know, taking care of uh, the stuff I hate, which is emails and garbage. And, and uh, MJ also was handling administrative stuff. So we were all in there just kind of doing our thing. And then every once in a while you would hear somebody unmute and say something and we would come back and have a little thing. It was great. It was like being in an office. If you get up, go get some water and then you come back from, you know what I'm saying? (laughs)
1: It's like we're in our own cubicles, um, um, hanging out and doing like, our hey, what
0: over- you doing over there? What you working Uh-oh. on over there? <laughs> this was um, nice. Great. So, if you want to join us for that, uh, definitely uh, check out our Discord link on our our solo.to slash canvas closet four twenty. So you can find all of our links there, our TikTok, our Instagram. We're definitely trying to build all of our platforms, and you can find Queen Kitty information on that link as well. So. You don't have to jump around a bunch of different links. Um, all in one place. All in one place. All in one um, place. Our <laughs> audience, as per usual, um, because we know how to pick them, love your um, information and knowledge. Thank yeah, and- you. Thank you so much.
1: That. We really appreciate your time. We really appreciate and it. And uh,
0: you guys, as always, remember to be nice to yourself. Put your mask on before assisting others. You need that. You need to breathe first and yeah. then you can help other people. Yes.
1: Um cultivate love. Um you bring it to you. You do deserve it and uh we love you. Thank you. As always. <laughs> stay lifted everybody. Stay lifted. We're going to
0: be back on uh Wednesday. You know what I want to talk about on Wednesday? I want to talk about that doctor that found the snake in the woman's areas. Oh no,
1: that is just awful. Like Oh, since- it's awful.
0: 420 on Wednesday, you guys. There's a little sneak peek. Okay. Hey, uh Luan, if you want to hang out for a minute right after I end the broadcast, we can just chit-chat for a second. Okay. Perfect. Have Bye. a Bye. great day.